0: Hey there. Thanks so much for downloading this episode of the Future of Agriculture podcast. If this is your first episode of the show, welcome. Very glad you're here. My name is Tim Hammerich. We explore every week stories of agricultural innovation, the stories of the people, companies, and ideas shaping the future of the agriculture industry. We are currently in the midst of a mini series here on tools for the modern farm business in partnership with Granular. And as we explored the types of stories that we should tell about the modern farm business, we wanted to make sure we brought on a couple of guests that could really share the story of what it's like to manage a multi-generational farm. Despite what you may hear in the media, most farms, the vast majority of farms are still family owned. Now they may be incorporated or LLC or whatever the case may be, but they are owned, operated, managed by families, and in many cases, multi-generational families managing them together. And so I was really curious to bring on um, some guests that could show us what that's like, what that looks like in real life. And what you're gonna hear is uh, the secrets involve a lot of communication. They involve evolving with a changing market and listening to what the market is telling them to do and being opened to new ideas and being intentional when it comes to succession. We're gonna get into all of that and much more with our guests here today, Jeff and Garrett Sims of Sims Farms in central Missouri. Jeff and Garrett are gonna start off by telling us a little bit about their farming operation.
1: Yes, we're we're in, s- in central Missouri, uh, kinda right past the Missouri Tigers, about 30 miles away from the University of Missouri. And uh, have a corn soybean operation, Quite a bit of center pivot, uh, but just corn, and soybeans, and uh, used to have livestock, but that kind of went went away with the addition of some more land and throughout the years and labor and so forth. So yes, that's what we have.
0: And how long have you been there in Central Missouri?
1: We've been here about 50 years. Uh, moved in and uh, sold some farms, bought bought, came in here, and of course I. Uh, raised uh, locally here and then of course went to university and kids were raised here and, and went to university so uh i'm probably fourth generation and or i'm third well i guess i'm fourth if you go way way back so garrett would probably be fifth so we've been been farmers for a long time
0: Great. And, and where did you farm before you said you, you moved there to central Missouri 50 years ago? Where were you yeah, before then? We
1: came out of south southeast of Chicago. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of people were moving out. Chicago was moving out. We got, we got uh, forced out to just developments and so forth and just you know, moved west, moved across the Mississippi and came over to Missouri.
0: Very cool. And Garrett, how long have you been full-time with the operation? Three years. Okay. And did you work before then or is that straight out of school?
2: So I went to the University of Missouri and I got uh, two degrees. I got one in ag econ and another one called ag systems management. And uh, I worked for a seed company all through college. And after that, I went into ag retail. And as the farm was growing and dad was hiring guys, the farm got more complex and uh, some more needs, you know, came onto the farm and uh, it was a good time for me to come back. So I've been here for about three years.
0: And did you always know that ultimately you wanted to come back and farm?
2: Yes. Yes.
0: And, and so, what did that look like? As if you if you knew you wanted to come back and farm, and you're nearing graduation, did you guys have the conversation about is now the right time or not?
2: Yes, we did. Uh, I talked to him quite a bit. I talked to Dad, and um, I also have another brother. He's involved in another industry in Texas, and uh, he's doing real well down there. So we we had a family discussion about it, and he, my dad, and I both thought it would be very valuable to me have to have off farm experience, and uh, now sitting today where I'm at, I'm really glad that I did that. Uh, it provided so much more insight, just an experience to bring back to the farm for what we're doing now.
0: And Jeff, what did that look like from your standpoint? You've got uh, a couple of boys, you know, looking at, at careers and thinking about them coming back to the farm. Uh, h- how did that play out in your mind as you were thinking about that?
1: I've already, uh, for years, you know, I, was, I was told that if you, as, as these farms get bigger and more complex running it like a business uh, we're, we're, you know we've got people working for us um, you need to hire outside help and what happens is if either you have to hire it or you have to hire within and family is a good a good point to start with but they need to be um, you just need don't need to come back in and assume leadership and, and so forth you need to have some experience So uh, you have to bring value back uh, and that's where I wanted it. So my idea was if you go work in other industries, you come back, you'll be a lot sharper and bring a lot more to the table. And that has happened since Garrett came back. We've probably shifted, um, we've probably changed our management style about five different ways and I think there's about 10 things that we need to do different, but we're slowly uh, changing them. And I think it's worked out for the best.
0: And, and was the dynamic similar, Jeff, when you, you were returning to the farming operation with, uh, with your father?
1: Well, my dad was, you know, I had a grandfather and a father that, that farmed. And that was, in, you know, they were instrumental in, in, in me being where I'm at today. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be here. Uh, if I wasn't, Garrett wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for me. But just because, just because you were born into a farm family doesn't mean that you can assume the reins. And so therefore you have to, uh, through education and due diligence and, and just uh, just experience, I think that's what it takes. And so what we've done is we try to understand all the dynamics of, of marketing and, and finance and, and machinery management and so forth. But I think what we're learning is is that we need to bring other people to the table to run a business, no matter how you want to do that, whether you want to do it with family or outside help. And so that's some of the dynamics that we talked about. And I think we're, we're headed that way and we're, we're, we're happy.
0: Great. And, and Jeff, what year did you start farming full-time? Uh, and, and what's the biggest difference between when you started and, and maybe when Garrett started?
1: Uh, when I started Uh, We had a lot of tractors that uh, just started to have cabs on it in 1980, and today we have transitioned into uh, going from a a, a 4020 to a 4430 up to automated steering, um, auto section shutoffs. Uh, Everything goes in the cloud, everything's done on the internet. Uh, We control our pivots through our phones. Um, I think, but I think what happens is, is that that's all great, but you, we have to take that technology and overlay it and apply that toward, toward really a profit, a profit analyzer. And that's, that's really where granular has come in for us on one step. So that we're, we're happy with that.
0: Great. And, and I'm just curious, at what point, uh, uh, Jeff, and then I want to talk more, Garrett, to you about kind of your thoughts on technology as well. But for Jeff, what point was it for you that, you're like, that you realized, okay, technology is changing the game?
1: We were probably not one of the early adapters, the top 5%, uh, when all the uh, automation came in because of cost. But as time goes on, it's, it's the same thing as your little computers when we were in college. Your computers cost, you know, several thousand dollars. And now we have that in our pocket. So um, we just really have seen the technology explode into uh, things that I don't even know about. And uh, we're, we're looking at, at, at all of that. But at the same time, I think the, your, your question on when all that changed, as, as Garrett was coming in, I was feeling the need in the last three or four years that we have got to get uh, up to speed, and he brought to the table through his youth and, and experience uh, where we're at today.
0: Yeah, Gary, uh, tell us about that. So uh, when you when you came in, where did you think I can add value, especially you know along the lines of what what Jeff was just talking about with the technology piece, and and what what has that looked like in the three years you've been full time
2: here? Well, when we had the discussion for me to come back to the farm, we. Like he said, we talked about, you know, there's got to be a need. I didn't want to come back and divvy up the pie and, um, you know, pull from the operation and make it less financially feasible just so I could get paid. I wanted the business to grow, and we've, we've grown our land base a little bit um, just in the area, not exp- exponentially, but that, that helped with you know operational. You, you need guys to be in combines and tractors and trucks. And when we all go to the field, we all need to be doing something. Um, so for the production end of it, I wanted to be able to provide value and say, yes, there actually is a job for me to do. Um, on the management end of it, I wanted to provide value as well, because someday if he wants to retire or step out a little bit, uh, whenever that may be, I wanted to have full grasp of all of his knowledge that he's doing right now running this business, and I also wanted to make his life easier, and I wanted to make the farm more efficient by using other tools that were available, say, um, information management, um, whether it be through operations or accounting. So, we've had lots of discussions, and I don't want to ramble too much on about that, but how we started to funnel these ideas is we talked to a succession planner. And uh, through a succession planner is how we found out about granular.
0: Very cool. And, and um, walk me through the process with with, with any technology. And, and both of you can weigh in on this. Uh, obviously, and and we've talked about on previous episodes that you all are a lot of people are trying to get your attention with new shiny objects, right? So how, how do you how do you kind of sort through that and make sure that you're keeping pace by staying on the on the cutting edge of tools, but not um, going down a bunch of dead ends. How do you manage that part of things?
1: There's a the biggest thing you want to do is, as you call it, their bright shiny objects. The first thing you look at is, is it going to make me money? Your ROI. I mean, that's all I'm going to do. So Garrett is, doesn't really. We haven't really said this, but what he's doing is, he's actually when you run a farm operation, you wear many hats. Um, you wear the accounting hat. You wear the the financial hat. You wear the production hat. You wear the uh, acquisitions of of assets. Um, uh, you do all kinds of. You're an agronomist. You're a you're a, a manager. You're you're a lot of different hats. So what happens is, one day you're you're in crop consulting, and the next day you're running the accounting program, and the next day you're an inventory management, and then you have to talk about what's going to make these bright shiny objects like you say isn't worth it so i think the thing is you have to sort out what you need on your farm and your specific and that doesn't mean that the farm next to you will will be the same as 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 your farm so that's a challenge because as we all know we are bombarded with information uh, daily so it's it's tough but i think we if you have the right goal and just look at your specific product, whether you're whether you're feeding cattle out or, or growing vegetables or, or growing corn soybeans, it doesn't make any difference. Uh, you just need to be focused.
0: I want to pause right here just to take a minute to thank Granular for sponsoring this mini series on tools to manage the modern farm business. The opportunities that come with increased access to technology and data are changing the way we farm. Hear right now from Gina Harms of Cleat Farms in gearing nebraska on how they're using technology to make better more profitable decisions
2: we are a family operation and we grow through relationships with other farmers or relationships with other people and that's how we found granular They kind of stand out from the competition because they're more than willing to help. I feel like they have the same values that I do and they really get you up and running before you even start. So it's really set up to be farmer friendly. The features that are in granular help us make better decisions. So when we're looking at that information and we're making a plan for next year, we're much more confident in what's gonna work because we're able to track what's going on. The biggest selling point to us was you can go by crop, you can go by field. We can look at how much it costs us for fertilizer per bushel. So there's a lot of value there. You can easily figure your break even on the different crops.
0: Granular is an agriculture software company dedicated to building stronger, more profitable farms. With web and mobile apps grounded in advanced data science technology, Granular, an independent subsidiary of Corteva AgriScience, helps farmers make data-driven, real-time business and agronomic decisions with greater confidence. Check out their digital solutions to help you better manage your farm at granular.ag. Big thank you to Granular for sponsoring the Future of Agriculture podcast. I wanted to ask you both about just just how the dynamics work. Um, you're both, you know, driven individuals. You both want to see the business succeed, but I'm sure there are times you're coming at things from different vantage points. So, how do you how do you manage that? The the piece of being a you know sort of a, a family owned business, uh, but uh, but also you know ha- having goals, having business goals. How do you manage all that together?
2: I guess I'll, I'll answer first, and he can. Answering later. We, we both are pretty much on the same page. Like you said, we both are driven and we want to see the business succeed. We both want to, you know, production is key. We always want to grow the most amount of bushels as we can. And we want to get, you know, our farms to be uh, as profitable as they can be. And he and I both want to have all of these systems in place to make our lives easier. Um, one thing that I've told him and he agrees with me is I don't, necessarily want to say i work hard but i want to work smart there's nothing wrong with working hard but i don't want to work hard and waste my time when i could be doing it an easier way and he and i both talk about new tech and things that could provide value to our farm by discussing those things by saying is it going to make us money and is it going to make us more efficient
1: i think the i think the thing that garrett's realizing is you talked about um These bright, shiny objects and adding value to the farm and technology, I think there's a lot of this happening. Some of the satellite imagery is getting better, Um, trying to find out what's going to make problem areas, uh, nitrogen management. We talk about all these. um, Also, you need a return on your investment. Um, Is it going to make us money? uh if that's the way i know there's a lot of people that you've heard this before well it's not your father's or your grandfather's farm anymore no it's not um things change maybe not daily but they change uh yearly we do need to look at the new technologies there are a lot of them that are uh maybe some of it is snake oil maybe some of it isn't but um i think it all needs to be looked at and applied to your farm and some of the some of the technologies that are out there today are giving us a good indication of maybe what's coming and maybe they don't have it um, figured out yet. But I think that um, if it can increase our bottom line and where the market is telling us to go, we need to, we need to be open to look at it.
0: What's something that uh, as, as you look back maybe 10, 10 years ago, Jeff, that you, uh, you can't believe you ever we're able to run a farm without it now that you have it?
1: Well, of course, if you if you ask that question uh, to most of the growers, the first thing you're going to say is auto steer. Right. Uh, that's been around for a long time. So we've got that, but we implement um, all of the applications of auto steer and row, row shutoffs and, and um, um, section controls and things like that. What has really probably opened my eyes is years ago when we used to spray, we always... You never you never knew if you're going to put on 10 gallon the acre, so you always threw in a little extra. You might have two or three hundred gallons left over at the end of the day or week or whatever. Today, we order we order seed by, the, by the, the seed count per acre. We order chemicals by the acre, by the ounce. It all comes out. We are doing a much more efficient, better job on that and that equates into bottom line dollars um the i think the biggest thing i'm looking at is that's all great for production and out in the field but if we get in the office and you look at some of these companies that are coming out with um, some of this software to operate your business to find out exactly what does it cost to grow that uh, pound of steer what does it cost to grow that acre of corn what where's your break even what's where, where, where is that? What, um, what kind of marketing can you do? I think that's a, that's a, that's a big, big wide open area that, that, um, really we just need to, we need to cover.
0: Hey, Gary, you probably knew pretty well what you're getting yourself into when, when you came back to farm and being around it your whole life. But, uh, has there been anything that surprised you since you come back that you, uh, uh y- either a positive surprise or maybe not so positive either way, something unexpected that, uh, uh, that you've realized since coming back full-time.
2: Yeah. One thing that I've noticed and I'll have to applaud my dad, uh, is his adaptation of new things and new technologies and not saying, no, that's just the way we've always done it and the way we're going to. Um, I, when I worked in ag retail, um, I sold inputs and I did it all over Northeast Missouri and I met some guys and every, like, like I want to say, every operation is different and every person is different. So there's so many different personalities. And I knew coming back to this farm, that there were things that I did not want to do. And there's things that I did wanted to do. And the things that I do want to do in the future, dad's very open with them. And that's, that's been helpful to our business and um, our growth. And I'm, I'm glad, glad to see that. And that kind of surprised me because I know there's a lot of other operations out there who say, no, I'm not doing that. i, I that's not how we do things. And I'm glad that dad's not that way.
0: I, I'm curious just about the kind of the organizational structure of, of a, of a uh, uh, multi-generational farm like yours, what your, your, empl- your employee team, what uh, what are their primary duties? Are they mostly operating a tractor doing accounting or what uh, generally speaking, what's, what's the organization look like?
2: So in the office, it's dad and I, we're pretty much on the same page, um, except I'm on the young guy and, He's the you-know-what guy. <laughs> the old guy. <laughs> the old guy. <laughs> you, had, you had to get
0: his permission for that one.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't make fun of him on the air. Uh, well, the, the dynamic of our farm is we've we got three full-time guys, and there's there's Dad and I. So there's five of us total every day, and then we do about five part-time guys in the fall, and that's just for, for trucks and helping with everything. And um, the dynamic goat for our guys, though, all three of them, they're all they're all pretty well the same level of experience, and they can all do each other's jobs. And um, I I'd like to give a compliment to them. We I think we have a very great team, and um, I think our our last employee we hired has been here for over ten years, and our first employee that we hired has been here for almost fifteen. And we've got three guys, so they they do a great job, and we're. We're very glad to retain them. And um, I think a challenge that we're going to have in the future is, is if we grow our business is hiring, not just a tractor driver, but an operator and someone that can work well within our business, just like the other three guys that we have. And we're not, we're not looking for just any Joe Blow. We're, we're looking for somebody with a lot of set of skills. And uh, I think that's going to be a challenge in the future that's coming up.
0: Yeah, we just recently had an episode uh, with, with two different farmers that both said they they see themselves, their operations hiring what what they called a data manager, which, you know, I think they were referring to someone who's maybe a little bit more on the technical agronomy side, but also able to sort of take a look at all this data and and help make management type decisions. Um, And of course, you know, as with everybody on the farm, they want them to also be able to drive a tractor too. Uh, Is is that kind of what you, what you say when when you refer to maybe having some hiring challenges in the future?
2: Yeah. Say fast forward 20 years, I'm going to be able to try to look for a guy that's doing what I'm doing right now. And that's going to be that's going to be a difficult job uh, because I need to hire a competent enough person with enough skill. Yeah, it's it's almost not just hiring tractor drivers. I'm going to be having to hire someday a manager. And uh, Dad and I have talked. We never even thought we'd have to come to that that point in our business, but who knows what the future will hold? And uh, do you have any more you want to touch on that, Dad?
1: The problem is that I see in agriculture is that we've gone from uh, these small farms 20, 30, 40 years ago, um, mom and dad had a farm. The guy farms, he, he works in town, whatever we've gone to. Now we've gone to people that all of a sudden you have millions of dollars in, in assets that you're controlling. You're running a huge business with a limited amount of people. Where's the training that, that went into that? Mm-hmm. Where's the, you're, you're, you're buying, you're selling, you're marketing, you're who, who runs, So the thing is, is that Garrett is is running this. So he's looking at these numbers and it's like, he goes, I didn't know I was supposed to be an accountant. (laughs) So what I see is that there's guys out there that mom and dad ran the farm. Now the boys are running it. And all of a sudden it's like, uh, how do you, how do you, I mean, where's the training? I mean, I didn't go to school to be an accountant. I went to school to, you know, around ag econ, so I know the economics of it, but but we as agriculture people wear a tremendous amount of hats. I mean, Garrett's almost into, you know, he's an agronomist, he's a, a soil technician, um, he's a, an accountant, he's a he's a farm manager, he's a grain manager, he's an operator, tracking He's track he's, a, he's a HR person. <laughs> I mean, I'm it's, you got to a and fire. And we have. I mean, we have. We are. I've had people pull up to this farm years ago and they say. Where's your where? Who's your HR guy? Who's your accountant? Which we do have an accountant. We have an attorney. We have, we have people in place that we use for, for that kind of thing, but we don't have, most farms don't have a, an accountant that sits there every day, or a the, HR person. The issue with that is the volume of your business. The volume There's only of, so
2: much cash flow to go around. So when you get bigger, you have more needs, and then you can
1: afford to pay somebody. So, so if you're running a hundred million dollar company, you've got it. You got you can hire a lot of people. But right. when you're hiring, when you go from some of these guys, or you know, we've gone from. There's figures I can't use all figures, but you know you go from from you know guys running five guys, ten guys, 20, 30 guys. Um, There's
2: a set of problems that come with those. Those
1: are the problems that come up, and how do these guys get training to do that? Mm-hmm. That's the big disconnect that I see because in my world, I know. I can used to do it all yourself. I can I can do I can I can wire. I can build houses. I can I can fix machinery. I can drive it. I can do I can do everything. But today you can't do it. You can't do it all. I can't do that anymore. I have to hire people to do that. So so there's a disconnect. So we have to hire good people. And so that we alluded to the fact that just like your podcast, these guys have got how these guys do it. Well granular has allowed us to take about half of the bite of our accounting and our farm management into that little bitty cloud-based cloud-based program. It's great. I didn't, he and I, one thing we used to do
2: every single winter is drive around all of our bin locations and I stick my face in them and see how much grain is in there. We don't do that anymore. We just log into our cloud-based, you know, farm management software and we go, Oh, that bin's got this in it because we're relying on that information technology. And that is, (laughs) that saved our time tenfold yeah and as
0: I, as tasks like that as you've saved time doing tasks like that what are what are the you know inevitably there's new uh, tasks that come up that, that that take up that extra time what are those new ones that you're spending more time on now that you maybe wouldn't have spent as much time on years ago
1: as far as the tasks what what i see with what we have implemented with Wrangler. it that has freed up it yeah. has freed up a tremendous amount of time now you asked what did that do to us what we're doing now is we're not focusing on writing checks and and doing data entry and stuff like that. What we're doing is, is we're looking at that uh, cash flow. We're looking at that opportunities. We're looking at fertilizer placement. We're looking at yield results. Um, opportunities to be more profitable instead of just the day to day. I've got to. If we got, get
2: caught up in you know that's that guy's been, we can't mix his grain, and we get caught up in the day to day stuff, we won't have time to make other aspects of our business more efficient or profitable or say newer ventures. We had another, like if another guy pulled up and said, you know, I'm retiring and I was wondering if you guys could help, you know, farm my ground. If we're caught up in our own stuff and not making it more efficient, we wouldn't be able to do other things
1: if we don't have these systems in place. I think that the time management is very important. So I think that's just one aspect on top of, I'm going to go back to auto steer. Uh, you know, everybody says you know. Every, we had a, we were in a meeting uh, a couple weeks ago, and and the uh, speaker raised his hand. He said, "How many in this room have auto steer?" Well, pretty much everybody raised their hand. The next question: How many people would do without it? <laughs> everybody put their hands down. So this is what the technology has done to us to to make us more efficient. And I really think that. My time has become, um, I'm, I'm, I'm spending less time with the day-to-day stuff, these programs that we're using, and we have to be diligent on finding out which ones will make us the most money. So, like, as you alluded to the fact of bright, bright, shiny objects, there are a lot of, there's a lot of stuff out there that you can get a hold of in the farm end, but, um, these are just some of the questions that, that that need to be answered, and every farm operation is different. And just because that you you would buy or use a, 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 some of these services that uh, information like we have for Wrangler, if you don't have somebody that's on board with that, it won't work. You have to be committed to making that program work. I'm not going to do it because I've got. If I didn't have Garrett, I would hire somebody to be my data manager. I would that position would open, but how do I know that I need to buy it or and I can that, trust them or I can trust them? So there's a lot of Garrett was is well on board with this and he's running it, but um, I think you have to put the right people in place. You have to and have the right systems but you have to have communication. So the communications and the systems and the time management is probably more important than going out there and, and just farming. <laughs> I mean everybody if they can if they can gather time management profitability and and put the right people in place and communication that's probably where we need to where we need to hit.
0: Garrett what, would you have anything to add to that as far as what you think maybe you all are able to do differently that causes that that success as a as a family and as an organization?
2: Oh I I don't know if I can add too much onto what he said more so just agree and you know it's kind of hard he and I are similar i mean i'm his son and he's my dad and you know i spend a lot of time with him so yeah we're going to be kind of the same person <laughs> which, is, which is scary <laughs> but I, one thing that helped me whenever we started or whenever i started is um, we talked to a succession planner and i'll give a big thank you and shout out to my older brother David he did a lot of research for looking into a succession planner and we talked to a we talked to a guy who was a farmer who had retired still owns his ground and uh, we, we talked to him and he worked with other farm families about implement implementing uh, the succession of the farm business and no matter what what the business was but um, how do you transfer assets and you know just equipment, things like that. And we got the whole entire family together and we discussed it because what we feared was, is my grandpa and my dad moved over here to Missouri and they built this big operation and now I'm coming into it and we're running it. And we wouldn't want something to happen to the guy running it, say dad or me. And then the family goes, now what? And we didn't want that to go away, so we we had an open discussion with the family, and we talked about things that we needed to be doing, and that was very, very beneficial uh, to our farm, and that's pretty much all I can add, because I've only been here for three years, but it just opened up my eyes that dad wanted to go in that direction of open communication, and this is with the direction of the farm, and not just wait until something happened and then do something different.
0: That succession planning is that is that kind of a um, you 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 craft the plan you the advisor helps you kind of think about it then you craft the plan and then you've kind of got the plan done or is it kind of a constantly evolving process of succession?
2: Constantly evolving.
0: And what does that look like?
2: <laughs> it's difficult it, at times, complicated, because there's so many things that are structured around the plan. Not only do we have to think about what's going to happen in the future, but we still have to operate today. And a lot of struggles that dad and I face are, um, we have to structure our business around, you know, crop insurance, um, FSA, stuff like that. And there's things that he's been doing for 30 years. And now we have to change them if we want to change our business and how we structure it for succession. So we have to be watching a lot of different variables.
0: Uh, Jeff Garrett said something earlier that that stood out to me because it's something that I, I think a lot of people refer to as maybe more of a um, a younger person mentality which is you know I'm okay with working hard but I want to make sure I'm, I'm working smart first I, is that something that you think is maybe generational with him coming in with that mindset or is, is that something that's been weighing heavily on you as well even before he joined
1: no he was he had that already um, I don't don't have to teach that to him he's already he already has that I think the biggest thing that I have to do is is when you when you run a when you run a business and I know this this podcast is for uh, things that that make us money and some of the um, some of the new things are coming along I think we we are in a fast track as far as the technology for a lot of information we have a tremendous amount of information that we have to Pull in, and what Garrett's doing is he's he's actually there's a there's so much information that comes in that how do you decide which is good, which is bad, what's going to cost? So I think we have to have to have a a focus, and we don't need to be sidetracked. So we are running a business; we do need to remain profitable. If we have to hire outside help, we hire outside help. Um, The the problem is with farms; they you, you can't go to college and learn how to farm. Uh, you can't go to your neighbor and learn how to farm. Uh, you have to have a lot of, and that's the problem we have today is that it's very hard to teach a, a kid that's come out of a college or university. And I guess you could do that if he has the right heart and he has the right um, drive. Um, but there's some people are, are cut out for it and some people aren't. So I'm I'm rambling here. There's a little bit of, uh, of disconnect between trying to trying to make a profitable farm and to have Garrett transfer that. Um, I've always had a big problem with 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 letting go of too much um, management because you lose the direction because it's not yours. And I think that's that's a big that's a big reason why you always I mean you look at some of these farm families they could be seven eight ten people involved and if they all have the same direction they will be very successful but if if they don't have the same direction the farm will be sold so it's we like what we do we're excited about it um, we're profitable and what the futures hold I don't know but there's a lot of things coming down the uh, the information channel that that really is i think is exciting because as garrett said we used to do it that way well that's the old hard way well now we have new tools to implement that and i'm i'm all for it
0: generally speaking where do you all find those new tools where do you first hear about them
1: be more specific
2: in your question what do you mean tools to uh help? is
0: it through uh, you know magazines events uh your neighbors uh, you know, if, if it's a, um, uh, let's say a, 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 some new precision agriculture tools, some new software, um, you know, anything that might help your business, where are you generally coming, coming across those and actually starting to seriously consider them?
2: Coffee shop. <laughs>
0: you got one of those too? <laughs>
2: <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> oh, we, we, we've been to, uh, every year we go to a conference in Chicago and, uh, we've well, there, there's a bunch of them around the country, too, and I'm sure you know of them. Um, but we, we like to go to those because we like to get out of our circle, and we like to talk to other like-minded farmers who are in the same business as us and bounce ideas off of and say, how are you doing this in your business? What tools are you using? Do you like – I'll use an example. Do you like the, the fast planners that are coming out? Um, do, you, do you like using information technology to – to manage your business, do you hire out accounting or do you do, do it in-house? So we find out a lot of stuff by going to those meetings. Uh, yet we also do have um, magazine subscriptions to some of the current farm magazines, and then Dad is on his phone and iPad every night, you know, looking at looking at stuff in in the, the ag world, is whether it be equipment or um, fertilizer or inputs, things like that. So he's he's constantly looking and you know we're on social media so we're looking at things in the ag industry so information is power and you know we have access to it so we get our we get our information through multiple channels and uh, also our you know local dealers input suppliers and machinery dealers so like you like you said earlier there's there's always that shiny ball but you only can you can't you can't have too much information but you got to have some
0: Right. Absolutely. Well, you, you both have kind of alluded to this a little bit, but a good way to sort of uh, start to wrap this up would be uh, talking about the future. What's maybe one thing that, that really is, um, as you think about, you know, the next five to 10 years, one thing uh, that maybe worries you about the future, but then also one thing that you're excited about?
1: I think the the biggest thing is is all this the, what you're talking about this technology and this information that what you know what what makes you successful why are you using how do you how do you find it these are the questions that you've asked and I think from 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 us on the on the ground at the at the bottom end of the uh, at the cycle here um, so you take this information and the. It's great to sell a product, but you have to have people and systems in place to make it work. Um, I think that's the biggest thing that I see is that there's a lot of stuff out there, but does it work to my farm? And Garrett alluded to the fact that the, every farm, you could have one next door and it would be entirely different how they run. Um, I think that's a challenge in the, in the ag industry because that's one thing we found out with granular is there i mean you could have they've got grant for for uh, um, like almond farmers almond farmers that that is an entirely different world than what we do so how do you put the systems in place and some of the software in place to make that to make them want to buy that that product uh, to make them more successful so um, i think what happens is is we can look at look at look at history and see This is how we've done it. This is where we're at. This is what we made. Now, if we put this other system in place, will that give us a better bottom line? And will, can we do it faster and cheaper and quicker? So that's one thing that we look at is it does it bring value to what we're doing here. And I think as long as we're open to that, uh, I can't, I can't help but see we'll be successful.
0: Yeah, such a, such a good answer. A- anything else that just kind of gets you excited about what might the future might hold?
2: Um, I guess for for me to chime in and say, and what I'm excited about is we're we're putting all these systems in place with like automation of our tractors and our irrigation and our grain handling systems and our information systems and putting all those things together. I'm excited about making it more synergistic with. Our guys that work for us currently, people that might come work for us later, someday if <clears throat> my brother comes back to the farm, if if he wants to or if the need is there, I'm excited about having these things in place and using technology to make our business more efficient so we have the time to grow our business and make our business more successful. And that's kind of what I'm excited about. And on top of that, I, I, like, I like farming. <laughs>
0: Very cool. And, and I, I know you all have uh, built a website and you've got a Facebook page and, and you mentioned earlier, Garrett, you're active on social media. How has that helped your business?
2: I think it's helped the outside. Um, not so much our employees. We, we told them about it and they're like, oh, that's cool. Uh, but for our landowners, for um, you know neighbors, local people, and then also, I mean, like you, um, we're talking to you today and it just kind of helps you being see who we are and what we're doing and, uh, on a very broad spectrum. And it also lets you keep up with kind of what's going on. And, um, it's not just, oh, you drive down the highway and you see our farm and go, man, I wonder what those guys do or wow, that's, that's crazy. I wonder how they're doing that. You can hop on social media or you can look us up online. And, um, there's just so many things that I mean, what do, what do you do whenever you you want to find something out? You, you get on the internet, and you look them up. Hmm. Take take John Deere; they're they're in the ag world, but they're they got a website, they got social media, and I can't really compare ourselves to John Deere by any means, but they're a business and they have customers. So our business, our customer is kind of our landlord and our, our you know local people. So we want to have a presence and let them view us.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. I think it's the it's the modern day business card in a lot of ways. I mean, you can still have a business card, but if people are going to check you out, the first place they're going to probably look is is Google. Um, if somebody wants to reach out to either of you, is the best place to send them that website?
2: Yeah, they could do it on uh, Facebook. Would probably be easier. Um, our website has you know a, g- a generic email that goes to our business that we check rarely, but um, face- Facebook will be the easiest. It's just at Sims Farms, Mo like Missouri.
0: Thank you so much to Jeff and Garrett Sims from Sims Farms for being on the show and to Granular for making this series possible on tools to manage the modern farm business. Are you listening? Are you a member of a multi-generational farm or business? I'd love to hear from you with your number one tip. Either send me a tweet at Tim Hamrich on Twitter or send me an email, Tim at aggrad.com with your number one tip of how you work with other generations in your farm or business. Really enjoying this series. I hope you are too. Have a great week and we'll be back next week with more tools